This is the Hofstra Radio Alumni Audio Yearbook. Today is June 12th, 2022. I'm Jen Murphy-Packer, and I'm here today with Cheryl. Welcome, Cheryl. Hi, Jen. Hi. Can you state your uh, full name for me and the years that you were at Hofstra? Sure. Uh, my name is Cheryl Sincata. Um, my I was at Hofstra in 2001. Um, I was there for about four years. I transferred there from upstate. Um, and one of the reasons why I transferred to Hofstra was for WRHU. That's great to hear. Um, what shows did you do when you were at the station? So my primary show was um, the Uncharted Territory. I'm not sure if it's still on, but um, it had a really unique concept. Um, it was about music that was not top 40 yet, but we predicted it would be. It was The slogan was called Tomorrow's Hits Today. Um, and, and I loved the show. I had so much fun with it. Um, I had a lot of my own music. Back then when I was in college, we used CDs. <laughs> so I would um, load my, my carrying case and walk across campus at 5.30 in the morning on Friday, do my show. And then for like a little bit over a year, maybe less, um, I think my senior year, I was the producer of the show. So that was fun. I was on the administrative board and, um, you know, I got to pick out all the music for the show and do like a lineup. And um, it was just so much fun because it, because then eventually I started hearing the music we were playing on actual radio stations. And I'm like, yeah, we called it. We knew that song Babylon was going to be a hit and sure enough it was um so yeah it was it was a lot of fun I I had a um a great team that I worked with that's great I think that's yeah. that's one of the the beauties of college radio is you know having hearing and, and presenting the music before it's even even popular yeah um, now you mentioned you were the producer did you have any other titles or pos positions at WRHU um, no, that was about it. I was on air and I was the producer of the Uncharted Territory. Um, so basically, you know, I, I just, I had a lot of fun. Um, and I got my first taste of, you know, what it's like to work in radio. And um, that was pretty much my only title. And, um, it, you know, to me, it was great. It was an amazing experience. I agree. Um, yeah. Did you have any nicknames or on-air names at the station, or did you use your own name? I used my own name, um, Cheryl, and um, really no nicknames. Um, for all the shows I did, besides Uncharted Territory, sometimes I did some jazz cafe shows, because um, that, that was fun. You know, it wasn't a genre I was that familiar with, and, you know, when you start doing all different types of shows of different genres that you do not really listen to you learn a lot so it was like a learning experience so um so yeah I just really used my own name and uh, just went with it absolutely um yeah. any other shows I know you mentioned you know jazz as well as uncharted territory yeah so sometimes so we had a show I'm not sure if we still have it um called anarchy um and that was amazing it, it was it was a an opportunity for the student at Hofstra to be as creative as they could be, where we picked our own format, our own music, provided it was within broadcasting standards and we didn't, um, you know, um, violate on-air rules, but we we would pick our own creative, our own uh, sweepers, and we could have guests, we could have different topics. It could be a show about 
science or it could be a rock and roll show or it could be an R&B show um so it was it was really like something that that I felt the student grew a lot um found themselves creatively and um I love doing anarchy and sometimes I would um a few times I would sit and listen to my friend Sarah Hendricks do her show um ugh forgot what the name of it was it was it was such an awesome show it's um hip-hop and stuff but um she was amazing and I I always listen to her and I, I remember my friend Casey Miles his voice to this day sounds like one of the professional broadcasters at like NBC or something um and I could say that I work at NBC <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but um I um P five. That's what Sarah Hendricks did. P5. Oh yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. suggest that, but I wasn't yeah. sure if it was still on. Yeah, yeah. I think she still does it too. And I remember I was in the studio once. I was going out that night at Hofstra, and I'm like, well, let me stop by the studio. And I said hi to Jen, and her show was amazing. Um, so yeah, the 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 anarchy I think is the best. The uncharted territory was like my favorite, and the the best thing about that to be a music producer is we had the opportunity to organize the room where we kept all the music. And that was cool. Back then we had, you know, compact discs, CDs, and, um, you know, I got to see all the talent that we had to air and that was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. Anarchy actually started when I was at the station. So it's great to hear that it, you know, continued on and, and, I exactly what you said is kind of how we felt about it. Also that free form, you know, being able to kind of do whatever you wanted and, mm-hmm. you know, there was so much freedom to it. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, what first brought you to the station? I know you mentioned that you transferred in, um, but what attracted you to WRHU? Um, well, I, um, at the time I was upstate, I was at Cobalt Skill and I was contemplating if I should major in biology or in communications. So at that time, I was just liberal arts, and I was taking a lot of biology classes, and I was also taking communication classes, and I was aiming more towards communications, and then I always wanted to be in radio, and Cobleskill had a radio station, but it wasn't set up for the students, so I couldn't participate in it. It, it, it wasn't like a functioning station at the time I was there. So... um I always knew about Hofstra and I saw a flyer in my friend's dorm room and WRHU was in the flyer and what attracted me to it was the um reputation and, and the, the brand of Hofstra, the respect, um, the professionalism. Um I took a tour of a camp of the campus and I went to the studios and I was just blown away by the state of the art equipment they had. And then when I was a student there, they they um, renovated to all digital, and I just couldn't believe how it was so professional in a college setting. It was almost like um, it was like pushing me out into the real world of communication. So I immediately applied because that's that was actually the main reason I applied, and I got accepted. And the first thing I did my first few weeks is I went right to the radio station, and I remember I met Danielle DeLillo. <laughs> And to this day, she's my friend, and she's probably one of the most amazing people on earth. And um, she kind of mentored me, and I met Sean Novat and Bruce Avery. And um, 
I have to say Bruce Avery to this day is probably one of the best professors and educators that anyone could ever have. Um, he touches the lives of every student that he has ever come across. And so when I got accepted to Hofstra, I, I, I started to class the, um, the training class, which is very difficult. And right. yeah, I don't know if you remember it. Well, it was, it was very different. Um, I started in 1991 and we, we, um, that was, that was before Bruce, um, was the, you know, the general manager. So it was actually a very different process. Mm -hmm. If you could just, um, just describe, um, cause I'd love to hear a little bit more about the, a lot more actually about the training classes mm -hmm. and that process. Mm -hmm. Um, but what was it like the first time? And I know you mentioned, the state-of-the-art equipment mm -hmm. and the professionalism but when you first walked into the station um sounds like it was in Dempster yes um but like what what did it feel like what did it look like um any smells or sights that you remember who was there um you know that always you know tends to be sort of a memorable experience for all of us yeah um I I was blown away when I first walked into Dempster Hall uh, little did I know I was going to live there the next four years, but um, <laughs> um, I uh, I could still smell the equipment. Dempster has like this smell, like uh, I don't know. You remember what cassette tapes smell like, or yeah, or I do. film or something. Like you could smell the equipment, and um, my dream since I was a child was to be like a reporter, particularly NBC. I always wanted to be a reporter for NBC. And, I finally made it to NBC. I work there now, but um, when I walked into Hofstra, I knew I was going to get there some someday. Well, I'm not a reporter, but I, um, I, uh, I, you know, just I, I knew I was going to get to my dream. I knew that the people that I met that first day, and, and the site of the studios, I knew I was where I would, I had to be. I knew I was where I should be. Um, that that transferring the Hofstra was a good idea. That picking communications was a good idea, and that I was part of something that I knew I could always be proud of for the rest of my life. And um, I had um, my friend, my friend Danielle, mentored me. She helped me study during the training class for the for the exam at the end, which was tough. It was a very tough exam, and I have to say, it, I mean, Hofstra WRHU is is high class. It's like elite. And, you know, that exam is, I have to say, is the equivalent of almost like taking a mini bar or something. Because you have to learn about um, not only the technical aspects of radio, but um, the, the equipment. You have to learn definitions of, of different audio equipment, um, dictation. You have to learn how to, um, I can't even remember some of the questions, the frequencies, uh, what frequency mm -hmm. the station was, the watts all that stuff. And, um, you know, it was a tough exam. And, um, so I, I, I was in a journalism, I was in a print journalism class. I had professor Knowlton. He was a tough professor. He used to quiz us on the New York times every Friday. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I read the New York times though, because of that. And, um, and I, I became friends with Casey miles in that class. And, um, Oh, he was my biggest cheerleader and he, he, um, he helped me study for the exam and I just totally looked up to him and 
you know, of all the people from WRHU, I think Casey and Danielle had the most um, influence on me. To to you know, I was so scared to transfer to Hofstra from from a small school upstate. And, sure, uh, big change. Yeah, yeah and 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 th- that training class, um, it, it it was um it was a large class, and we had community volunteers as well. Those are folks that have are not students, but they take the class and 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 they have shows too. Um, like Basha um, is one of an example. She does the polka show. Um. And then there was the um, oh, there was an Italian show and an Irish music show, but um, and I was just I said to myself, this is great that that they let people who are not students be a part of this experience. And um, I took that training class more seriously than my real classes, <laughs> and um, I think I studied more for that exam than I ever did in any of my classes at school. And um, so get, get, f- passing that exam was huge for me, and being a part of the radio station was huge. And then I went out and bought my headphones, which I still have to this day. And I use because I can't find headphones that sound better than that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's what the training class was like for me. So. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about the actual, cause the, you know, it's, it's very clear that the, um, the test, you know, was mm-hmm. really tough and mm-hmm. that, that a lot of work went into studying for that. And mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, you had a lot of great support, um, from some folks who, who kind of helped you, you know, study. Can you take me through the actual training classes and what that was like? Cause like I said, it was a different experience, mm-hmm. you know, that I had, um, in the early nineties, mm-hmm. um, you know, how many people were in the class? Um, how long did it last? What mm-hmm. was covered? Um, I think Bruce has, has, uh, ran a lot of them, um, and, and had some very memorable stories that he shared. Mm-hmm. So any of your memories of, of that would be great to hear about. Uh, yeah, it was so many years ago. <laughs> um, I do remember Bruce teaching us. Um, I do remember that there was one importance that was emphasized was to never have dead air because the station could get fined. Yep. And I was like more to, like I was scared to ever get the station fined. So I made sure that I, I remembered that. And when you power up this, now it's coming back to me. Wow. Um, I, I had a power on the signal sometimes when I, when I did the uncharted territory, cause I was like the first person in Dempster, um, because it was, the show was at 6am and it was right before the Hofstra morning wake up call. Now I remember right. it. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I was like, oh, I power this on and I would run, I would print my copy, my news copy and run to the studio to get the show going. So, the, so I remember from the training class, don't ever have dead air. Um, I, you know, they, they taught us a lot about the equipment. Some of the equipment is not what we use today. Of course, we don't use DAT machines or CDs and stuff and cassette tapes are gone. Everything is all digital now, but, um, the audio board. So that training class, right. Learning the audio board helped me in my professional career at WFAS when I worked there in Hartsdale for, for many years, I was a board operator and I did some on-air work and I knew right away how to use the board because of Hofstra, because of learning the board and the training class and then actually implementing those skills when I was on the air during Jazz Cafe and during UT on Charter Territory. So I think for me, the training class was, um, you know, the, the having, I remember Bruce Avery teaching us um, 
I think we had the program director teach us some stuff. Um, Sean Novak at the time was our program director, if I'm not mistaken. I think Danielle was our continuity director or something. I, but um, yeah, and they they all they all trained us, and I just had a lot of respect for everybody. And um, you know, the minute you meet Bruce Avery, you right away respect the man. He's just such an he just he calls for it because he's such a genuine person. He's so intelligent and just having a small conversation with him for half an hour, you learn so much. So I think from that training class, having Bruce teach it was the most memorable for me. Do you remember any of his, cause I know he liked to share lots of stories from his, you know, days in broadcasting that, you know, continued through his career at Hofstra. Do you remember any of those? Do any stand out? Um, in the training class, it doesn't really stand out to me, but I, I do know that he, um, he was a weatherman for News 12. I think he mentioned that. So um, when, I, when I realized he was an actual professional at a professional station, um, I took him a lot more seriously um, and tried to emulate his practices. Um, but, you know, he, he, um, he yeah, his, his teachings were... Um, were very memorable and they helped me a lot. Just, just, just having him teach me dictation. They, they, they taught me how to say W to this day. I'm like double U because everybody used to be like W, you know? Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. My dictation's better. I, I, you know, you try to lose the accent <laughs> wherever you're from when you're in broadcasting. That was one thing we learned. Um, I mean, it's just, it's life skills. Like Bruce taught us life skills essentially not just radio, but how to get along with people, how to, how to be a better orator, how to um, present ourselves. Um, you know, when you enter the corporate world, that's very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you remember your first time, uh, you know, on the air live or behind the board? Oh my God. I was so scared. Yes. Oh, it was during the classic show. Um, oh God. It, I forgot the name of the show, but um, I, the first thing I remember when I transferred to Hofstra was they were, they were playing classical music on campus. And I was like, Oh, wow, this is fancy. <laughs> and it, it was coming from WRHU. And, um, I, my first time on the board, I was engineering the classic show and I was very scared. And, um, my roommate to this day, she's my best friend still would say to me she's never seen me more nervous than she did when I was walking when I was getting ready and walking to the station so um it was the it was the classic show and I was a board op before I was on air I think oh yes now it comes back to me we had to do a couple we had to do a couple of hours before we can get on air like board opping hours I think if right yeah tracking hours yes yes they were called tracking hours (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. And and that that's what I started doing. I did the classics and I did the jazz cafe and then um I liked the classics because the we were playing records and they were so long so I didn't have to like constantly manipulate the board. Um but then I eventually I got the hang of it and then I did some um, rock, I did like a rock and roll oasis I think. Um and uh yeah, so that that was my first time on the board. It was the classic show. Mm-hmm. How about your first time announcing? Oh my god, that was 
Um, so I, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing person, but to this, you know, I still get stage fright. So, um, I, I, my, my announcing was during the jazz cafe and I had to, um, I had, I was just learning how to, uh, front announce, you know, like you, you, you mentioned all the songs that aired and then you have to like say something and then you got to play the song. And I was just starting to master how to, um, speak over the intro of a song, but stop before the, the, the um, vocals and, and, and the, um, the, uh, I forgot the system we used at WRHU, but at my, at WFAS, this, the radio station I worked at, we had um, something called, I think it was called Anko and it actually had a line and you would see when the line would stop. That's when the vocal started. So you had to like say what you were saying and make sure you said it with before that time was up. It gave you like a countdown. So, right. Yeah. So that, that was, that, that was hard. You know, I was so young. I was like 19 and, and I was learning how to front announce music on the radio station that was actually going out live. So yeah, that was, that was very, um, I was very nervous. <laughs> when you were uh, first at the station, mm -hmm. do you remember, you know, who was helpful to, you know, for your learning other than, you know, you mentioned a few people during mm -hmm. the, the training class, but once you were on air and, and working the board, you know, anyone that kind of mentored you mm -hmm. or was very supportive in those early days? Yeah. Um, so I, in 2001, we had our little group of people. Um, so when, when I started being on the uncharted territory, LJ, she was the producer of it. And, um, LJ, um, was amazing. She, she helped me with that show. She, everything she did just sounded like I was listening to Z100. She was just so professional and so talented. And, um, she helped me out a lot with UT and um when I think when she when when she was done the, as the producer I think I I took over if I'm not mistaken but um she was very helpful to me um she was a good mentor um and um Casey Miles LJ Danielle Sean um they were all really helpful and then um yeah basically those were the most supportive people They they, they're just the most, in my opinion, from my experiences, very talented folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's one of the things that has, you know, impressed me over the years, the, the talent level mm -hmm. that ends up being attracted at WRHU is outstanding. Yeah, definitely. When do you feel like you felt totally comfortable um both on the air and maybe even you know even within the social kind of environment at the station um I think by my senior year I felt very comfortable on air I wasn't nervous anymore um I remember one time my parents were on campus so I had my mom in the studio and I I had her speak I said hello <laughs> um but I um by my senior year I was very comfortable and then um we had a um I think it was the homecoming parade in October and helped put the float together and um, wore my WRHU shirt. And um, yeah, that I think by my senior year, I was most comfortable and um, I knew I wanted to do radio or some aspect of it. And um, I liked, I liked reading the news. Um, I liked printing the news out and reading that before my show. 
um, and the weather and stuff. I like doing all that kind of stuff. So I wasn't, I wasn't nervous anymore to speak in front of people by that time. I, I felt a little more um, extroverted. That's great. Mm -hmm. Now, when you, if you kind of think back to Cheryl arriving at the station for the very first time Mm -hmm. and kind of what your expectations were, what did you think WRHU would mean to you in those early days? And then what did it turn out? You know, was it, did it meet your expectations and was it exactly what you expected was it different, like now looking back, you know, having gone through the entire experience? Um, I, well, when I transferred to Hofstra and I saw WRHU, it, um, it definitely met my expectations. And um, I knew right away this station was probably more professional than some professional radio stations. And it was to be taken very seriously. And being a part of WRHU, you also have to, hold yourself in high regards to the community. You don't want to make yourself, you don't want to enact in bad behavior. And then if you're associated with WRHU, you bring that that station, their, their reputation down. Um, Everyone who's part of it needs to hold themselves in high standards. Um, And it definitely taught me discipline and, you know, to be an adult. And I knew when I walked in those doors that I was like, wow, this is, this is something to be a part of, definitely. And then at the end of the school year, we would have our banquets and, you know, Bruce, I mean, he would make these speeches and he just made everybody feel like they were the most important person on earth because they are part of WRHU. And um, yeah, I, I, to this day, I remember walking in those doors and I was like, this is amazing. I was like, wow. And then now, um, sometimes they have alumni can go back to campus and do a show. I think it's during July. I mean, the studios are beautiful. And um, they're, they're doing all of these. Um, um, they're working with, uh, I believe it's ABC now or Channel 7. Um, and, you know, the Islanders and the sports department is amazing. Everything is just state of the art and um, the, you know, the number one college radio station in the country. And, you know, I, I, I still remember walking into Dempster and WRHU is like in the, like, there's like a corner, there's like a, it's like a round hallway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And you have the office and then you have the studios and every, and you just stand there and you're like, and then you have the speaker so you can hear what's being on air and you're like, wow, this is amazing. And yeah, I still remember still remember walking there and I'm like, wow, I can't believe, I really didn't feel like I was there. I was like, I can't believe it. I just, cause I can't believe I, I made it. <laughs> so but you got to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and I, you know, I was fortunate to work in radio for, for many years and, um, you know, WRG really helped me with my skills at a real professional radio station. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think the thing that's been, you know, the common thread um, from hearing from many folks who've come through the station is is that that preparation for life and that special feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thank thank you so much for sharing all of your memories. And um, I hope that we can 
do this again. Thank you, Jen. Um, this is really great. Thank you for um, helping organize this with Brian. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much.